Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Outer Sanctum is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. Good plan. Good plan. Who thought of this one? You're listening to the Outer Sanctum podcast. Here is a moment in time in the history of the AFL. In from the side, Houghton. She was surrounded by blue jumpers. Welcome to the Outer Sanctum and the fifth quarter, our weekly extras pod. I am Rana Hussein, and today in the virtual studio, I have with me my Sanctum sister, Nicole Hayes. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Rana. I am so excited to be here. The people we are about to talk to, they are friends of the podcast and Sanctum favourites, fresh from the Premiership podium or the pub or the Vax Hub. I'm not sure, but pretty sure I can still see some confetti in his hair. It's Premiership player Ben Brown of the Melbourne Football Club. And we also have co-host of the Significant Others podcast and playing a premiership level lockdown game of her own, Hester Brown. Welcome to both of you. Hello. Thanks for having us. Congratulations to both of you. First of all, has it sunk in yet? Uh, no, is the answer. I think been a big few days of celebrations here over in Perth, but no, I, I don't think it really has yet. And maybe it is being over here in Perth and we haven't had the chance to see our families yet. It's been so long. I, I think probably it'll sink in a little bit more when we can talk to them and really revel in it with the people who have been in it the whole way. I have to agree with that, I think. Rana and Nicole, I, I got such a little joy, Rana, when you said premiership player, Ben Brown. I thought, oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> As a family member, when you think longingly about how it must feel to win grand finals, you don't know what the experience is like. So, you know, I can always think of photos of friends of mine holding the cup or the photo together in the room with the medals and kids in the cup. I always wanted to put the kids in the cup. But I think we haven't seen any of that. Uh, we haven't been there for any of the finals. And it doesn't it feel real. It's been really fun, but I think it will be nice when we can be together and celebrate in our own way. Then it will maybe start to sink in. But until then, I'll like hearing nice phrases like premiership player. I think I think has I think has given the amount of beer that's been chugged out of that premiership cup. We don't want to kids yet. Yeah, no, true. Not yet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get some uh, sanitizer onto that cup. <laughs> Quick, smart. Ben, I do have to do a little bit of footy talk with you, if you'll allow me. First of all, when you kick a grand final goal, does it feel bigger than a normal goal in any other game? Yes, it does. It was something that I gave way too much thought to in the in the lead up to the game. And, you know, the nerves came and went. It was hard not to think about it. Not only to think about kicking the goal, but missing all of them. 
and then the, <laughs> the resulting social media storm that would obviously come with that. So I was happy that I put a couple of them through, helped us on the way to the victory. Yeah, it, it was. It was it was pretty amazing. It was, um, you know, 61,000 people there, absolutely packed in the stadium. And, you know, when you kick a goal, teammates get around you. It's a, it's a pretty amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling at any time. But for a grand final particularly, I, I think I kicked one goal in the third quarter when we were really coming and coming back. And that was pretty exciting to feel like I was contributing to what the team was doing. On that third quarter, I mean, full disclosure, I've already watched it many, many times because <laughs> it's pure poetry to me. What was the feeling like? What was that forward line like in that third quarter, especially that back half of the third quarter? Oh, it was it was amazing. I, I was sitting there um, on the bench at one point. And I think they'd kicked a couple of goals early in the third quarter and I was thinking, geez, we've really got to get going here because it's getting away from us a bit. And I just felt like within me, I'm like, this can't happen. We've been playing so well up to this point. Please let us turn this around. And I think it, it started in the midfield for sure. Christian Petrarca was unbelievable, obviously, and, and Clayton Oliver's been so good all year. Luke Jackson went into the middle and, and had a real impact and got the ball going. He's just such a bright spark for us so as forwards we were getting lots of opportunities which is always nice and we were able to we're able to kick pretty straight after the third quarter too which which helped us to blow the lead out a little bit i can't stop smiling and i need to stop asking questions and let nicole do something because i'll run away with this hester you're watching all of this where, where were you watching it from and you know, did you go into the game feeling confident i was watching from the couch which I suppose is not what I had ever pictured, but it was comfortable. (laughs) I'm not sure if I went in confident or not. I spent, again, like Ben, I think I spent a lot of time thinking about it from the perspective of how can I best prepare myself to give Ben the support that he needs at this time, which is, you know, I think in every relationship there will be moments for one partner or or another where they're at a pinnacle of their career, they're in an important moment and they need extra support and this would be one for Ben. It's difficult trying to provide that from afar, particularly with the kind of relationship that we have and the type of support that we like to provide to each other. So I was spending a lot of time thinking about, you know, what I could do to be there for him, particularly when I've got kids running around and it's pretty hectic at home. You know, how can I find that extra little bit to be there for him or what could I possibly do? And if it doesn't go well, I wanted to be in the best possible place that I could to assist because I, I feel like, you know, that grand final losing feeling would be a tough one, especially when you're away from your family and your support people. I really do feel for those Bulldogs families. I think it would be a really tough situation to be in, to have that loss and to not have that cuddle afterwards that you really need. I don't think I went in confident. I really felt like I really felt like we were the best team all year and that the finals campaign, especially when you look back on it now, was just like incredible. Like they didn't drop a game and convincingly won every game. And I think it's an unbelievable team when you look at the list and how they've all performed this year and the depth is amazing. So I think there probably was a reason to feel confident, but I don't think I did because you know that football isn't like that. And I think there was a bit of talk too about, you know, the possibility of that sort of fairy tale story for Melbourne and for Ben specifically. But I sort of stopped believing in football fairy tales for a while and they didn't seem very achievable and it is like it's a it's a very brutal game and sometimes it is emotionless and sometimes it doesn't go the way everybody would like it to doesn't follow that storyline that we want to hear so I think I had both sides of the coin 
on my mind. And like Ben, I was pretty concerned about the potential for online backlash. I think particularly in the last couple of years when everyone's at home, everyone's tuning into the game. Like people don't have a lot to look forward to in many ways being stuck at home. So I think there's even more emotion maybe going into sports than normal and even more time to put those feelings out on the internet than before. So I was pretty concerned about that. And I was like personally working with more than one psychologist on how I was going to deal with that myself. I wanted to be in a really good headspace to deal with anything that could come afterwards. You talked about not believing in fairy tales in football anymore. I really like to unpack that a little bit. Is that about what you're talking about, that the fallout, or is there something else going on there? I mean, a, a lot of things. I think I've seen a lot of great people come through football and not get the fairy tale ending that they deserve. You realise that football is, it means a lot to a lot of us, but in a lot of ways on the inside, it's a business, it's a competition, an athletic competition, and it's not who has the biggest heart or who tries the most or who's been loyal to whatever or who cares about this. It's very much, um, it can be very cutthroat particularly our experiences over the last couple of years sort of had me feeling like it was not wise to give my heart wholly to football and and let it be crushed. For a lot of us, we've gotten a lot of joy out of September this year. But can you take us into what the last few weeks have been like for you, Hester? It's been really hard, really exciting. And, you know, of course, so proud and this is really the pinnacle for I suppose a professional footballer so it's super exciting and there's lots of happy emotions that go along with that something that I found really difficult as I mentioned before Ben and I are very much together people this is the longest we've ever spent apart and just that emotionally alone is a lot I find that I need a lot of support I'm the kind of person who who needs help and needs help picking themselves up and Ben's always there for me so it's been very difficult to not have him at home and then I think when you throw in two young children that makes it hard too and both our daughters sort of stopped sleeping when Ben left and I'm really lucky that I have an incredible sister who has stepped up to help me as much as she absolutely possibly can but yeah it's been it's been tough I'm pretty tired but I think it's been hard for Ben too I can't imagine not seeing the girls for such a long time I think that would that would break me even more. Ben, you said after the game that in a post-match interview that the medal is as much Hester's as it is yours. Is what Hester's talking about part of what you meant there? Absolutely, without a doubt. The amount of work that Hester's done over the last few weeks is definitely not lost on me. I know that I've probably had the easy side of this arrangement because Hester does it flat out most of the time as it is, um, you know, while I'm off at work uh, when I'm in Melbourne. But doing it 24-7, not having that support overnight, I think those things for me, I know if I were in that position, would be incredibly tough and I think I would have well and truly lost the plot a few times by now. So she's done an amazing job to keep that all together and to still be thinking about me through all of that, I think that shows the kind of person that she is. But I suppose more than that too, what I was referring to is that we've been through it all together. We've been through all the ups and downs as all of the families have and all the partners and players have. Hester's been there for all of my surgeries. When I can't walk and I need someone to bring me food because I'm in too much pain, Hester's there for me. And talking to Hester, that's probably been almost one of the hardest things is when you're there for all the lows and you get 
the opportunity to experience the high, the ultimate high of the sport with the person that you care about the most and that's taken away from you, I think that's probably been one of the hardest things for her and I can really appreciate that. It's definitely something that I feel like has been a gap for me in my post-match celebrations. There's been lots of celebrating with teammates and dancing and all those things and that's all great. I've, I've really enjoyed it but there's definitely a hole there. Looking forward to see Hess and the girls again because... Uh, I think that those are the people that are closest to me in my life and they're the people that I really want to share this with because we are a team. We do everything as a team. Hester's there when I'm, I come home from training and I've had a terrible day and I'm in a terrible mood. She's been at home all day with the girls and she's still got to pick me up even then. So it's always as much as much her experience as it is mine because our lives, we do things together. As a Melbourne supporter, I just want to say thank you so much to both of you because you... <laughs> gave us honestly just one of the best feelings I've ever felt in my life which feels ridiculous to say the joy you've given all of us is incredible I think that means a lot too I don't know what you think Ben but I think that makes a big difference and you know I don't want to sound ungrateful either I know that there are lots of people um, particularly in in Melbourne and Sydney at the moment who are having difficult times a lot of us are finding this really hard because it is really hard we are in a pandemic um and so knowing that the football games were bringing people joy and hearing that really does make all the difference. And when you're at home and it's difficult and I just wish I had been with me, it's nice to know that that put some smiles on people's faces. And 100% coming home with a premiership, watching the grand final, it was amazing. And, you know, I've got to see, I think I'll remember that clip of, the final siren going and Ben runs like 50 metres <laughs> into the, the group for a big cuddle with the biggest smile on his face. I'll rem- I think I'll remember that forever, even though I wasn't there. I'll remember what that foot footage looked like and that will mean something to me and that is really special. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Sabrina Frederick, and you're listening to The Outer Sanctum. The narrative behind your journey here, Ben, the understanding with you admitted from the North List and then to end up at the Demons with a premiership the year later, is that how you see it? Is that the narrative that you think represents your experience? Yeah, I mean, it's a complex one, you know, and football is, as we talked about just before, it is an industry and uh, and that's, that's the way things go. You know, the North Melbourne Footy Club at the end of the at the end of last year, we had a shocking year on the field and a lot going on off the field as well with being up in the hub and, and we weren't immune to that and the family. Uh, you know, the club said they wanted to move into a different direction and that does happen at clubs. There are I think ten or twelve players left the list that year. They decided to go really young. I'm not getting any younger, so I can understand that. I was very lucky that Melbourne picked up the phone and were interested in securing my services for this year because it was pretty clear to me from early on 
having met the coach and meeting with some of the people behind the scenes, a couple of the players, that it was a really exciting place to be. It was going to be a really exciting place to be. I didn't quite predict that we'd go all the way straight away. That was probably not something that crossed my mind necessarily, but it's a happy result, that's for sure. I had a, a lot of really good times at North. I think, yes, you'll definitely agree with that. Obviously, the way we ended up wasn't the ending that we had had in our minds with North Melbourne, but I've had so many messages from North Melbourne people, both people that I know and people that I don't, people that I'm friends with, people I've never met in my life, saying that they're super stoked for me and, and for us that we've managed to, to do this and that they were barracking for Melbourne, you know, they were Melbourne fans for a day and that kind of thing. I think it, it really does um, transcend just the club that you're a part of. People, I think, buy into, buy into people as well. Um, and so it's, it's been lovely to receive that support over the, over the last week or so. You've changed clubs now, obviously. You've got had two very different experiences. What's the process of that? And this is for both of you. Well, for me, it was, I mean, it was initially daunting as someone that's probably a little bit socially awkward, put it that way, uh, to come into a new club and meet a whole heap of different people. I was so well accepted by the group, the players, the staff. I felt like it was a really positive growth attitude that everyone at the club brought to me and that allowed me probably the space to grow in the way that I needed to this year. I've got nothing but positive words to say about the people within the club. It was an interesting year to change clubs because uh, with COVID and everything going on, I, you know, Amy Park is the home of Melbourne and I don't think I set foot in there for the first four months I was at the club because we trained out at Casey Fields every day at the pre-season. So that was very strange to not even see your locker until about three or four months into your, your time at the club. There were definitely long drives. We, we, we have a place in Ascot Vale and that was five minutes from North Melbourne's training grounds, but about an hour and 10 minutes from Casey. So, that was definitely a bit of a change. I had to get used to that. And Hester can probably speak a little, little bit more about that too. And she'd get the message from me at the end of the day and she'd go, oh, beauty is on the way home in about an hour and a half. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. there were lots of different aspects of it, but I can only say that it was a really positive experience. I think made really positive because of the people that Melbourne's got and the, the time that they put into me. I started off at the club with a with a surgery in the pre-season and then had to build back into the team and was playing okay but probably not playing the footy that I wanted to at the start of the year. I would have forgiven people for putting the pressure on but I think, uh, you know, I never felt that from the coaches, my teammates, staff. It was, it was always about the plan was about growing and just trying to get better and I think that that really helped me to get the most out of myself towards the back end of this year. You hear this phrase, I think, a lot in football, and I definitely heard it on the grand final coverage on Saturday night. You know, they're a close group. And I think what that means is a bit different to how it's interpreted sometimes. Like, I think whether the team go out for beers in their personal time, to me, doesn't really prove anything. But to have a place where people are allowed to be themselves, then that, I think, is really what a close group is. You can grow and achieve because you feel comfortable and you don't feel pressure to be something other than what you are. And I think we probably went into Melbourne with a bit of hope knowing that they had people like Neville and Sam Jetta there. We spoke to them before deciding to sign on and their tick of approval um, to the club culture meant a lot to us. 
Hester, as an advocate for players, partners, and as an Our Watch ambassador as well, does the D's culture stack up? Yeah, I think so. I think all football clubs have things that they can improve on. So I did message Kate, I emailed Kate Roffey when she got the position as president and I said, if you need anything on the gender equality <laughs> um, side of things, this is my email address and you can, um, I'm happy to chime in and chip in anytime. And I do think actively thinking and planning and working on those cultural changes and improvements is extremely important. It's never perfect and I think all clubs have a long way to go and should keep should keep going. But I do think there have been things about Melbourne that I've really loved. And for me, it was also a strange year for Ben to change clubs. I couldn't meet a lot of the partners for a long time, but I felt really welcomed and people have been so kind to me. And it's been so nice. You know, I was messaging some of the partners during the game and it was really nice. So we've seen after the game a lot of footage of all of you celebrating together, letting loose, basically. <laughs> I have two questions for you. First of all, is that your scene? How, what is that that part of a premiership win like? And then the second part of my question is, what is going on with gimme, gimme, gimme? Let me start with the, the latter question. It's had a resurgence in, in the last couple of years. It's made its way into our gym sessions. It's made its way into the general consciousness. I can't really explain it, but look, it's a banger, isn't it? You can't deny it. Probably the other side of that is... Is going out every weekend my scene? Probably not really. You know, particularly now with Hess and the kids, don't really get many opportunities to go clubbing and I don't think I really, really want to either. But in saying that, it's been so much fun the last couple of days. And I think that probably the post-season hasn't always been my favourite part of the year and it's probably because I've felt a little bit of pressure to conform or pressure to be at a certain place at a certain time. And if you're not there, Lord Jesus, there's punishment, um, which is probably a bit of the old style of football post-season catch-up. I think Melbourne probably sets a different standard in terms of that. And it comes back to the culture piece. I think that Max Gorn and the leaders want it to be a really inclusive space where people can be themselves. And that means that if you want to show up and you don't want to drink, that's fine. Which I think, you know, that should be a, that should be a standard across any workplace, I think. But it's just, for some reason, it hasn't necessarily been that way at football clubs. But I think it's a better place for that. And I've found that I've had so much fun the last few days. I've had a few drinks a couple of days. Yesterday, I had one one drink and stayed dancing with the team until about one in the morning. And it was great fun. It's a really positive environment. And I think it probably helps when you've won a premiership too. You kind of want to be around each other a little bit, having a dance, and you, you all feel a little bit better about yourselves after a win. It makes me so happy to know that Ben is having a fun time. And even the fact that he's going to be away from us and from me for five weeks I think in the past that would have been pretty close to his worst nightmare, if you don't mind me saying, Ben. You know, that's a lot of socialising and a lot of being maybe in not the most comfortable situations. And as Ben just said, those postseason celebrations haven't been his favourite in the past. But the idea that they're actually just having a nice fun time together and talking and singing and dancing that sounds really fun to me like that's how I like to celebrate so I'm like a bit shattered that I didn't get an invite 
now. I don't think I ever wanted to go to a Wacky Wednesday or Mad Monday before, but if there's going to be like ABBA and dancing, then I'm in. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I yeah. was loving it, but uh, when do you both <laughs> see each other again? We're meeting up again on Friday, which is super exciting. I can't wait to get back. It has been nearly five weeks, so I've been picturing that moment where Isla runs up to me and gives me a big hug, and it'll probably be a race between her and Hester, I would have thought. But it's, it's, <laughs> get out of the way, Isla. I don't, I don't know how quickly Esme is going to make her way. <laughs> make her way towards me at this point. She's not moving very far. Given she's seven months old, I'll give her a free pass. That's pretty exciting. I'm pretty keen. Oh, just a massive congratulations to you both. Thank you so much for chatting with us. I hope you get that cup cleaned and get to put the kids in it together. <laughs> Thanks, Rana. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, you guys. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.